Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Hi everyone, Pastor Jeff Woodward here from Metro Church. What a joy it is to be able to welcome you to this session that we call My Story. Personally, it's one of my great favourite times where we get to interview someone. Up until now, I think it's just about always been someone who's actually a part of our church. But today I've got a very special guest who, well, actually she kind of is a part of our church for so many years, has been such a blessing to so many of us here and you will certainly know her. And uh, I'm going to be chatting with her about, I guess, the side of her life that many of us don't get to hear when she's here ministering, when she's speaking. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun. But before we do that, you know that every single time we want to celebrate and honour your giving. I think it's one of the great things that we get to do as believers to be able to give back. You know, when I think about all that Jesus has done for me in my life, the phenomenal amount of blessing, the phenomenal ways that He's brought blessing in so many ways into my life, the notion that I can give something back to God is actually quite inspiring to me. I find it a wonderful thing. I've never felt, you know, under pressure or obligation. I just feel like it's a joy to be able to bring my generosity to God. And so that's why we always take time in our services to make sure that we honour that, that we pray over it. I believe that what you give, either in tithe or an offering, is a seed that God wants to cause to grow so that even more fruit will come back into your life. I know my plan in life is to be a great blessing to as many people as I can be in every realm. And I don't want to exclude the financial I want that to be a part of my life as well. So let me pray with you. Join with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for everyone that's a part of this beautiful My Story session today. Many of them, Lord, uh, through online giving, through the app, through maybe being here physically in a service, have been consistent and faithful in sowing into your kingdom. Others, Lord, will want to be a part of giving to the guest ministries that come here. We thank you for every opportunity you place before us. Lord, we never want to let it go past. We never want to look at the pile that we have and go, well, there's insufficiency there. Mm. But God, we want to put you first in every way. So I thank you for that. I thank you for the blessing of peace in every home. I thank you for the blessing of wholeness and the blessing of being aware of you. That will be so much a part of this session together. We're not Mm. telling a story here as much as we are revealing the story that you are mm-hmm. have been inputting into this person's mm-hmm. life. So we thank you for it. Mm-hmm. Thank you for using it to inspire, to encourage and to help yes, others. Lord. In Jesus' name, yes, amen. Amen. So hope you feel blessed. My very special guest today is none other than the wonderful, the magnificent <laughs> Vicky Simpson. Thank you. Thank you, Vicky. Vicky Simpson, knee Doratio, and yes. we'll go into that in a little minute. Mm-hmm. But Vicky, thank you for being such a great blessing thank over you. so many years. You know, we look back, I thank God for faithful friends, you know, people that we've got to do life with. You've yeah. never come here as though it's a gig, it's a, you know, just a preaching engagement. Mm-hmm. You've always come with a genuine interest and heart for every oh, one of us here. And, and we've, but we do, we feel that about you. We feel mm-hmm. like, 
there's a friendship that goes beyond yeah. the ministry ship, yeah. if you like, of that. Yeah. But, so thank you for being willing, though, too. Oh, my pleasure. <clears throat> to, I guess, open up a bit of your life behind what people might see on the platform. Yes. So let me dive right in and go, because right. you were Let's bo- go. you were born in Perth, weren't you? Yes. Okay, to uh, an Italian father. Yes. And as I just found out before... An Australian-born mum. Correct. I did not know that. I always thought your mum was yeah. Italian. Yeah. yeah. Well, she was with Dad from the time she was 15, so I oh. think a lot of it rubbed off, you know, in her formative years because oh. a lot of people think she is Italian. But really? no. Yeah, Aussie, Irish and Scottish heritage, in fact. Oh, yes. Wow. So Italian, your dad comes yeah. out at the age of 21. That's right, Gets yeah. off the boat in gets Frio. Gets off the boat in Frio, yeah, 1951. Well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, no English. Really? Never, yeah, never having been here from, you know, still war-devastated Italy, you know, oh. and came out for a new life, you know, yeah. and the family came out one by one, you know, worked, saved up, bought more out. <laughs> so you, do you think uh, uh, when you were a kid, your earliest memories, mm-hmm. did you feel like you were in an Italian house, you know? Look, I, I felt like I was in a... I felt like I was in a hybrid house. Okay. I mean, Dad really was trying to be Australian, <laughs> right? He's trying to, uh, and he wanted an you know Australian family. Hence, he wouldn't teach us Italian. Wow. But you know, you take the boy out of Italy, can't take Italy out of the boy. <laughs> and uh, and sometimes there was a bit of cultural wars in our household, yeah. if I was to be honest. Um, but funny, you know, the things at the time that I thought, oh gee, you know, it was, uh, what am I? And I didn't feel Australian, to be honest, and I didn't feel Italian. Was that a bit of an issue for you as a kid growing up, going to school? Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, this is the thing, Jeff. I'd get picked on like I was a migrant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yet, you know, I, I'm thinking for all intents and purposes, you know, we speak English at home. I've got an English Aussie mum in the kitchen. It was mostly oh. Australian. Unless we went and visited Dad's family, but yeah, I, I would be get all the um, you know picked on and abuse that a lot of the European migrants got in those days. I'm talking no. the '60s now, you know. I just do admire though the people like your dad oh, who were 100%. willing to leave. I mean, oh, so like so Australia much. is across the border and you can go home if it doesn't work. Yeah, it's like the complete opposite end of the entire world. And on a boat, they they came over. Yeah, well, on a small ship. You know, like, I think, I don't know if it was a couple of months. Mm. Um, incidentally, my dad had a hatred of the ocean from wow. that time on. He was, really? <laughs> he was sick beyond that journey. But, yeah, to come with nothing, yeah, you know. Right. They, they And, um, yeah, and they had their beginnings in a, you know, in, in a small house where him, his brother, sister-in-law, their kids, wow. you know, like that. And grandparents, oh, my grandparents are all these people living in one little house. I, I used to call it the chook shed. It was a tiny asbestos house at the end of Leak Street, Bayswater, and they oh, just yeah, 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 Leaks, they, right? yeah okay. and they just um, worked hard. And Perth was up. a lot smaller. Even when Rhonda and I first came here, you couldn't fly direct from Brisbane to Perth. You had to go yeah. by either Sydney or Melbourne or Adelaide. Yeah. And there was this great sense of distance here. Yeah, yeah. That. Some people, you know, think it's a great negative. I think, well, in, in other ways, there's a tremendous pioneering spirit in West yeah. Australia. Yeah, good observation, there's this, yeah. There's this sense of going, you know, we can't rely on everybody else mm. to take care of us. We've got to forge our own path. Yeah. 
And I can only imagine that that would have been heightened in the life of your dad, who's, yeah. you know, to not speak English. Yeah. Like, hello, that's I know. It's, that's it's wild, isn't it? I, I really – and, you know, as I – have you know uh, matured and and really had appreciation hmm. for that? I'm very proud of my migrant heritage. I and bet. Yeah. Well, I think it builds and is a great example for all of us of the, you know, that sense of resilience and that pioneering thing that incredible. I think still exists, but perhaps is not as sharp as it used to be mm. for a lot of people. I still think I I love Western Australia. I love the fact that it's it's got a little bit of the, you know, we can do it kind of spirit yes. about it, you know, which yeah. I'll come back to a bit later on some yeah. more of your story because there's been quite a few things in your life, if I was to characterise it as like you've always been somebody who, you know, without being rebellious and the chip on the shoulder kind of a deal, but you broke a few moulds, mm. you know, and... Not intentionally. I mean, you, yeah. you find out later that you did. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 Tell me about, uh, you know, your first awareness of God. Did you yeah. ever... W- was it yeah. a religious home? Good question. Um, yes, in, in the sense that, um, you know, we were Catholic and in my, when I was uh, very young, we would, my mum would take us to church. Mm-hmm. Um, Dad was funny. He was uh, Catholic like it was his nationality. <laughs> and um, as we got older, it wasn't even, we, you know, the going to church every Sunday stopped and, and, and then Christmas and Easter stopped. I'd say we'd, it was funerals and weddings. That's yeah, the right. only time we see Dad in a church was funerals and weddings. Um so, but for me personally, I remember uh, as a little girl having these books. They were bedtime stories, okay. Uncle Arthur's bedtime stories. I have since found out they're actually produced by the Seventh-day Adventists okay. and they'd go door knocking and my mum bought these these wow. books. But they would have children's stories about Jesus and about the Bible and wow. and I would read, read these. I was quite, uh, you know, um, I was really into reading quite young. And I had an awareness of Jesus that even as a little girl, I'm thinking right back to like four years old, five years old, I would move over in my bed and make room for Jesus. I've heard stories like that so often that I now realise perhaps more than ever the beautiful reaching love of God is not a cliche. Yes. But that God has this almost invisible reach into young lives yeah. That transcend because a lot of people think religion is, and sometimes religion is inherited from your parents. Yeah. But there you are as a young child. Yeah. With a profound awareness yeah. of God that you didn't get from your dad. Yes. Or your yes. mum. It was just the Holy well, Spirit helping yeah. you. Yeah. Mum, again, very young. Mum would pray with. Us when we okay. go to sleep. I don't know if my brother remembers this because he's five years younger. It's just simple. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep something like yeah, that. Right. Uh, if I should die before I wake, I pray yeah. the Lord my soul to take. <laughs> Would you think about it? It was terrible prayer. Terrible prayer. <laughs> well, scary prayer. Scary yeah. prayer for a, for a kid. But um, so you know, I do give her some some credit for for you know just uh, introducing sure. as well an awareness. Of God. Um, did anything come of that in your school years or, you know, did you feel like, 
because for a lot of people I've met too, they had that when they were very young and then somewhere along the way yeah, the world and it. all of its pull yes. intervenes yeah, and would, that fades very much into the background. It never disappears but it Yeah, I, I, I would say that was true for mm. me and then it wasn't until I think about 15 then, 15, 16, it was my uh, like latter years of high school, I st- started getting curious again. Really? Yeah, and I... I I went on a bit of a quest. It was like I kind of was hungry to know, you know, the the why. Wow. You know, the um, – I'd say I was looking for a cause. Really? But I was just um, – there was a teacher who um, gave me my first ever Bible. Wow. Um, this was in, a, in the Catholic school system, but he wasn't a Catholic, but uh, he was a Seventh-day Adventist. <laughs> but don't know how he – but he did definitely introduce me mm. to um, – an awareness of, of the reality of God again. Mm. Uh, but I wasn't, you know, I was prepared to try a whole lot of stuff. I tried other sort of spiritual paths, just mm. curious, just looking. I remember whenever the priest would come to school, like for confession time or masses, I'd interrogate him. So I'd go in for <laughs> confession and I'd just, boom, boom, all these questions. He must have been, he must have been going, oh, not her again. Exactly. That is exactly, <laughs> I reckon, the look on his face. Uh, like, why do we call you Father Father when it says that no one called anyone the Heavenly Father? You know? <laughs> what a great question. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, there, there, so there, there was, there was, um, you know, the silent years. Yeah. But then, yeah, I was on this quest from, from yeah, So what happened next? So what happened next? So I left school, university. Um, yeah, I really tried. So I got into a bit of Eastern stuff, Eastern mm. religion stuff, and um, still wasn't hadn't found what I was looking for. Mm. I even tried some things in hindsight that were just downright occultish. Yeah, well. Um, tried to astral travel and didn't get anywhere. <laughs> tried. Um, the grace of God kept you from that. Grace, grace of God kept me. Uh, and then it was... Um, I went through, I dropped out of uni. So I was at university. I was in my second year of uni and I doing just. Doing a Bachelor of Arts. I was, doing, I was actually doing a, a Bachelor of Arts and a Diploma of Teaching at the same time. Oh. You could sort of do it concurrently um, back, in, back in the day. And I, I had done my first teaching prac at Highgate Primary School. How old were you? I was 17. Because I'm a December baby. I just turned God, 17. 17. And I hated it. And all I wanted to be all my life was a teacher. Like even as a kid, I would teach. I'd set up school and <laughs> mum's back veranda, get the teddy bears, set them up and listen to me teach. Had a blackboard. <laughs> and so to actually find out the reality that kids talk back, teddies don't. <laughs> you know, it was – so it was a bit – there was that. I'd, I'd – um, was in a really bad kind of toxic relationship, um, and and that that was really in a bad place, and and I was I was just kind of lost. I was kind of broken. I because this is the thing when it came when it came the came down to things, it actually wasn't about is the Bible true? Because I I was looking into the validity of the Bible, and yeah. for me, it ended up being I just got to the end of myself. Life was pretty dark. I dropped out of uni. I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. Um, and and I remember sitting on the waterfront there, Swan River at Crawley, oh. and it was literally one of those. This was August, August 1980. I'm sitting there 
God, if you're real. It's one of those things. God, if wow. you're real. I made the decision then to drop out of you. I hadn't dropped out, but made the decision, which my parents were horrified at. It was the first decision I'd actually made wow. myself, you know. Mm. I, I then got a job with the WA Public Service. And I started that job, it was the day John Lennon died. So if you look at that, Google the date, okay? So it was December 1980. And literally, it was like a setup. I, I just, it was these Christians working at that government office and they were organised. They were on fire. <laughs> they, were, they were praying for other people there in the workspace. And I'm primed. I've been seeking since I was 15. Yeah, well. I'm 19 years old. Was I 19? Not quite. I was 18. And I just met these ones and they're, 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 they're showing kindness. They're witnessing. One invited me to a church service. And um, it wasn't that church service, but it was, it was Christmas Day. So literally I'd been working there three weeks. Wow. I looked at a, a newspaper, the West Australian. I wanted to go to church. Christmas, Christmas Day, but I didn't want to go to Mass. I, wanted to, I just felt like I wanted to try something different. I literally just went to something that was, it was turned out to be the Assemblies of God in Morley. Wow. Pastor Chris May preached a message and I thought I was going to hear about baby Jesus, Mary, Joseph, Christmas Day. It's Christmas Day. He preached <laughs> from John 10.10. 10. The devil comes to steal, kill and destroy, but Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And it was literally, it was a, the combined power of the word, aha, uh -huh, I got the aha, uh -huh, life, life. That's what I'm looking for. Life, abundant life. I'd never, ever connected Jesus with abundant life. Wow. I thought, hello, Jesus, goodbye, life. But And then the other thing I felt for the first time, the tangible presence of God. Wow. And and he didn't do like a salvation altar call as we know it. Mm -hmm. But as I walked, which is unusual because in, in hindsight, I think he's, he's quite an evangelist. You know, Pastor Chris May, I don't even know where he is now, if he's yeah. still alive. I've got no idea. I walked out of the door of that church. He wished me a Merry Christmas and I burst into tears. And uh, he asked me, have you given did, your... Were you alone? Did you go alone? I was alone. Wow. I was alone. Drove myself. Did you tell your mum and dad where you go? I can't remember. <laughs> but they found out that night where <laughs> I'd be. Um, How'd that go? Yeah. Well, because I, I received Jesus there at the doorstep, right? Really? Yeah. Well, he asked me, have you given your life to Christ? Have you received Jesus? I didn't understand the question. This is what I've discovered. Some people don't understand our yeah, Christian language. language yeah. I think, well, I've been christened, First Holy Communion, confirmed three times. I know. <laughs> so I said to him, I think so. Right? But if you think so and don't know so, you probably haven't so. So he led me in a prayer <laughs> at the door of that church. And it was literally. Now, I know That's that great. receiving Jesus isn't about a feeling. Yeah. I tell people like it's, you know, that's it's not important if you felt something or not. But I did. I really did. Yeah, well. I encountered the Lord. I felt that weight, the weight of sin, you know, just mm. the, the weight of darkness just lift. I felt, I, I literally left that place skipping like a spring lamb with joy in my heart, driving home, singing the songs I'd heard the first time. And, and I knew I had relocated. I just knew it. Death to life, darkness to light. And from that point on, I could not get enough. Wow. And so I wanted to go back the next Sunday and... Right, so, okay. So that was it. My mum was fine. My mum, I'd rather you be there than in a nightclub or in a sure, pub. Sure. Want to go to church? Fine. I but my dad, he thought I joined a cult because I started going twice on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, so yeah, so, so that was that was the journey. That was the, the, the beginnings. That was the beginnings. And wow. uh, you know what? I can recall it. It's, it's 40 years ago now, over wow. 40 years. It's 1980, so it's like 42 years. And I can think back and recall that, you know, that encounter. And it's, and it's really held me in good stead over the years when, you know, you might get disillusioned and disappointed. And I take myself back to that and I think do. I remember, yeah. I know the same. Yeah. I think the thing... For sadly, for some people, is that either ministry or church sometimes becomes more <clears throat> their anchor point than yeah. just saying, I, I know some of the things I've been through in life where I've just gone, Jesus, you saved me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I trusted you then. Yeah. And I trust you just the same. You're still my yeah, saviour. You know, you don't yeah. graduate from him being your saviour. Yeah. He'll be my saviour till the day I die. Yes. So doubts or fears or worries or whatever I go, but you saved me from them then yeah. and you saved me from them then yeah. and I didn't deserve it. I had done nothing to warrant it, but you just did it out yeah. of your great grace. And so I, having experienced that, I think that has got to be one of the greatest, it is the greatest thing that can ever happen yeah. to you, you know. Yeah. And Christians, I think evangelism isn't a project. It's mm. a simple, natural outgrowth of going, this is what happened to me. Mm. And it was that dramatic a change, as you just said, darkness yeah. to light, death to life, that you go, why wouldn't you want everyone to have that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's exactly. so special. Yeah. But tell me about, you know, somewhere along the way there's this stirring for you of the call of God, mm. feeling like yeah. there's every Christian is called. Yes. We get that. Yeah. And whether you're working in a job, laboring, working in IT, whatever your job might be, we're all called. Yeah. But there started to come a stirring in you for maybe God had his hand in you mm. to, to minister yeah. full time, especially. Yeah. How, how did that work? You know, when I so got born again, a few months later, baptized in the Holy Spirit, and that was the next big game changer for me. Wow. That wasn't a small thing mm. in my life. Mm. I remember going to work the next day and telling them what had happened. Literally, morning tea. Back in the days when you have a smoko, right? <laughs> and I, I'm telling them and demonstrating. Look what happened to me. Like, I never shut them up. That is so cool. Yeah, like it was. And um, and so that because that's what the Holy, you know, baptism in the Holy Spirit is about. Boldness to minister. Yeah, you right. shall receive power, right? And so um, over the, you know, I can't say it was um, like this revelation that one day I would be in full-time ministry yeah, yeah. because the church that I was in, uh, their theology on women in ministry didn't allow for that. Yeah, right. Okay. I assumed I'd be a pastor's wife. Wow. That's how I assumed it was going to work out. I did have this thing for the nations, though. And so I was asking that mm. because, you know, a lot of people think, well, you've got to be encouraged by so many people. They've got to, you know, oh. help. And I go, you had the opposite of that. You I had, had the opposite. You had discouragement. And I never, ever, I never, ever had a prophecy to say I was called to be a prophet and be in full time ministry. In it, not until I think the first one I ever got was 
like months before it happened. But, you know, as I said before, you've broken the mould in a few areas of mm. life, you know, and that's certainly been one of them. Yeah. Uh, where you've stepped out of the place of going, well, I couldn't possibly be in this because look what my background, look what my culture, look what my church mm. culture says. Yeah. And uh, yeah. God has other ideas. It wasn't easy. I remember, so um, when I, uh, in... 1992, I went to Brisbane and did School of the Prophets, mm-hmm. and uh, and Chris Gabbert, who was the um, you know the pastor and, and uh, lead, the, the, min- the minister leading that that particular ministry, he uh, he called me into his office um, one day and he, and he and he just said to me, Vicky, I see the call um, to ministry, call the prophet on your life, and uh, and I went whoa 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 whoa, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. Where I go to, this is not going to go down well. This isn't going to fly. Like, don't tell me this, and I'm going to go back to a church that doesn't believe women can be. But can I just say this? Yeah. I've known you a long while. Yeah. And you're forthright, you're confident, but the one thing, I, I, well, a lot of things I love about you, but you're not reactionary. You're not going, well, if that's the way they are, they can take it. And, you know, <laughs> but I mean that genuinely because yeah. I've seen some people over the years, I guess, who have tried to force their way forward. Mm. and just damage themselves and others mm. in the process. Yeah. And I love the fact that even though you're in this contradiction, really. Yes, I'm yes, going, good, good I term. I feel this on the one hand, Yeah. but this is what others are saying, mm. and I cannot see how they're mm. ever going to yeah. meet. And yet you're willing to go, well, God, I'll trust you to walk me forward yeah. in this. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a great lesson for everyone in a Christian life. Not that we don't need to you know, be proactive and confident and all that. But, you know, if God's called you, you don't have to bash the daughters down. Yeah. You know? I found considering how keen I was, when it actually came to the crunch, I was like, oh, my gosh, because it, it actually exceeded what I'd ever imagined. So I had never imagined I'd be called in my own right. As I said, I thought I'd I'd be a pastor's wife. Like I would come alongside. So were you going around looking look, for who's the pastor? I'm gonna. <laughs> not really. Yeah, this is a, this is a funny thing. I was. I was. Because uh, I wanted to ask you about that as well. That's actually. I'm funny enough. I didn't. I, I don't know why not. I, I guess I. But I wanted to ask you about that because by now you're, uh, you know, I mean we we get told we live in a different culture, different space. But I go, there's still this. Pressure once you reach a certain age of going, oh, yeah. well, okay, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. is there someone for you? And here you are moving on from that, traveling around Australia and overseas yes. as a single yes. woman, yes. a mature woman, yeah. And did did you ever feel like, okay, what's this going to look like for me? Um, yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's like. You know, it, it, it wasn't just this straight line to, like, finally getting married. There was, you know, lots of ebbs and flows and ups and downs where, you know, some seasons I'm like, God, I so desperately wanted, you know, a life partner and someone to do this with me. And then I'm over it and I'm married to Jesus and, like, men stay away. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, some people think, actually, can I just, cla- just Please. say Please. I, I, I love this. Yeah. yeah, because some people assume... That, oh, Vicky was just, just there waiting and praying until Damien turned up. But I kissed a few frogs before the prince turned up, you know. <laughs> there, there needs to, just, just, just for the record, it was because, you know, and I could say 
I thought there was more than one I thought was the one. So you, you kind of got this idea of the one. And like, I thought I heard from God and I'm known for hearing from God. That's what I do full time. And I reckon at least three times, I thought he was the, he was the one. I oh, know it wasn't him. He was the one. He was, I honestly thought I had a word from God for three different guys. But can we just jump in for that? Because I love that verse in Hebrews 4.12. It says the word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than any yes. two-edged sword, even to the dividing asunder. Yes. Most people grab the first part, but I love this, yeah. the last part. Yeah. Even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Because yeah. I find whenever my emotions are really involved with desire in a certain area, I can think I'm hearing God when I'm yeah, really yeah. hearing oh, the Lord. sound of my own emotions. Yeah, I have. And the value of of being willing to wait yeah. and let your emotional – because your emotions never stay that high. They'll always ebb. Yeah. And that's what you're talking about is going, okay, but you didn't jump in and go, that's it, I'm totally them because I'm – Excited. Yeah, you know, there, there was some, yeah, I was in, you know, there was a couple of relationships I can think of where the Lord clearly said to me, no, mm-hmm. like it was, and, and there was one, I was desperate for a yes, De- but um, I kind of figured, okay, if God's giving me a no, it must be because there's going to be a yes eventually, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and, oh, gee, the, and the other, the other thing is, I, I say this to, to, single people today is the one, right? I've got this idea of the one. Mm. I say the one is the one who's going to be waiting for you at the altar when you're walking down the aisle. <laughs> I heard my daughter say one once. She said the right one is the one you say I do to. Yes. She goes, that's it. Yeah. That's that's, that's yeah. a great way to yeah. think about it as well, you know. Great but, way to think about and it. And God has a, a way. I love the fact that you were not just fatalistic about it. Mm. Just going, oh, well, if it happens, it happens. I love the fact that you, but you didn't allow your desire or your need or whatever to yeah. overpower what you were doing and becomes the only thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that, no matter what it is. I, I'm really glad, actually, I didn't, um, if I had waited until I was married to step into the call of God, and I do wow. talk to people who think like that, which really surprises me, um, there would have been like 13 years of full-time ministry that... Wow. I, I wouldn't have fulfilled. Yeah. And um, but the truth is, again, you know, to be to be honest about it, you know, there's no one person anyway who makes all of your life great. Oh yeah, that's. You know what I mean? Preach. The, yeah, but the, the truth is, I've I've met so many people who think if I marry them, all my problems are over, all my needs are met. Yeah. And this, my whole life is now complete. I go. I, Probably doesn't work like that. Yeah. Every yeah. relationship is going to require effort. Every relationship is going to require some work. And every yes. relationship is going to require some forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. You know, where you're going to have to go, hey, you know. And, you know, there, there were, yeah, there are benefits as well to being single. Sure. You know, and that's, I say that to single friends. I'm like, okay, I do understand it. I get the loneliness. I totally do. At the same time, there are freedoms that you have when you're single where you don't have to consult and negotiate and compromise, you know. So I, I say to people, okay, when you get married, it's, it's, it's not a better life. It's a different life. Yeah, for sure. And they've both got their, you know, their, their benefits and challenges. Yeah, for you sure. You know, so, yeah. So there you are, you know, a mature young woman. <laughs> mature you, young woman. 
and you meet Speedy. I meet Speedy, Speedy yeah. He's called Speedy, by the way, because he's, uh, you know, a great long-distance mm. runner and yeah. has, it takes it incredibly seriously. And, yes. And well done, Speedy, if you're watching this. That's Damien, of course. Yes. Who, uh, you meet Damien yeah. and you get married when a lot of your life yeah. is pretty fixed in terms of your habits and your patterns. Yeah, and yeah. All of a sudden now there's yeah. another big adjustment period and at the same time you're continuing in full-time ministry. Yes. That must have been a pretty big shift and challenge. Yeah, it's funny though. Like, cause I remember my mum saying to me, I think you're going to find this is a big change. <laughs> well done, mum. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Not as much initially as you would have thought. Yeah, right. And I think that was the grace of God because I had, you know. Well, you know, hey, Speedy is a pretty... Well, it's the. I think as well. You got. You've got a. You've got a kind of perfect mix of temperaments. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you've got. Yeah, yeah. Damo's pretty chilled. He's chilled. He's steady Eddie. He's steady Eddie. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) You've literally married. um, You know, I married my opposite in every in every sense. Um, But he was very at the beginning. Like he would travel with me initially. Um, Yeah, we, we we kind of. Yeah, we figured it out. I think uh, I think people too, if I can just ask you this, because I've met some people who think, well, the perfect partner for me is someone who's going to be a part of the same world I am. Ah, yes, that's a good point. Yeah, and the, they—that's not necessarily. Yeah, I didn't marry so. the I didn't marry the pastor. No, you know, so I married an architect, the pastor's son, who who got it. That mm. was really important. Mm-hmm. He got it. He'd seen it all. Mm. <laughs> um, and and to that. And to this day, that is of great benefit, yeah. great help to me, great support. That he understands the ministry world. We, we, there was an agreement. It's like we had a prenup. Yeah, well. Right? And it was, I had to change over from from uh, PC to Apple to a Mac. <laughs> okay? So the household had to be Mac. <laughs> I do not expect, he said, do you not expect me to do what you're doing? I said, fine. And then... Um, I said to him, you got to start drinking coffee because he didn't drink coffee. <laughs> I said, no coffee, no Such life. Such is the grand world of supernatural ministry. <laughs> got to change from Mac. You've got to learn how to drink coffee. That's and, great. You know, so, but but he was like, okay, this is who I am. This is who you are. And we married each other knowing what we got ourselves into, mm-hmm. right? He's, and, and. We, we have kept that. He has never, ever in any way discouraged me or prevented me That's or wonderful. got in any form of Great. attitude or – and I've been – there have been – I've travelled a lot. Yeah, I know. So there have been many weeks where he has been by himself. Yeah. Has never made me feel guilty. There have been times when he said, oh, look, you know, and we didn't recognise, look, the wheels are falling off if I'm away X number of you know what I mean? We found what would work, but um, and at the, for this, at the same token, I've never ever expected him to be in full time ministry. You know, to be pla- a platform person, which he's not. Um, he's an architect. In fact, I love that. I have loved the fact that I've had a husband who's got a life that's separate. That's sort of like, and mm-hmm. I say separate. You know, he's got his. Yeah. I've always got his running. He's got his architecture. That we, I can come home and we talk about other stuff. <laughs> Other than ministry, yeah, that's you know. So, um, yeah, it's been a. Well, I think the, been a blessing. the deal I often say to people: you want someone who's a, a a partner and a friend to your destiny. 
Yeah, that was, you, you, oh, I love that. You don't want just someone oh, I, who you go, I enjoy their company. You go, yeah. to have somebody who believes in who you are yeah. and is willing to let you be who you're meant to be. Yeah. I think that's a great gift. And, you know, and, Jeff, um, with, with Damien, he, he's got a gift of wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, if he sees something, he's incredibly discerning. So people think a prophet, oh, we see everything, like yeah. we see it all, know or. But in actual fact, I will, I'm the one who sees people better than they see themselves. Yeah, Do you know right. what I mean? I'm the one who calls those things that be not as though they are. Yeah. Damien's the one who calls them as they are. <laughs> <laughs> and so that, that compliment yeah, it's great. where he'll say, mm, you know, watch out for this or watch out for that one. And I think it's been, a, yeah, like I said, a friend to yeah, my destiny. That's great. I've just got a couple more questions yep. I want to ask you. One is about your inner life because mm. you can't do what you do as long as you've done it yeah. without encountering challenges of all different kinds, oh, challenges yes. of other people's opinions about you, yeah. of things unjustly spoken about you, mm. unfairness, you know, unappreciated, whatever. I'm not mm. trying to be dramatic mm. about it. Yeah. I just think that they're a part of life. Yeah. You know, where health challenges are financial ones. Yeah. What I wanted to ask you was... How have you kept yourself strong? I'm not presuming that mm. you've always been, you know, yeah. rah, 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 but what have been the things that have helped you mm. to endure, I yeah. guess is really what I'm asking. Yeah. Good question. Um, you know, I, th- I, th- I think I've been good at asking for help. Wow. Wow. And um, I... It's not like there's a template, you know, because different seasons and mm. different challenges have brought different solutions and and um, some have been small things, some have been re- being really big things. But where, whether, you know, I've, I've recognised that I've needed spiritual help, someone coming alongside me and mm. believing with me, praying with me. You know, the scripture, I don't know exactly where it is, we have the mind of Christ. You know? Oh, yeah. We. First Corinthians, yeah. We. Not me. Mm. We. And so God's got, you know, thoughts on this, but I'm going to find them, mm-hmm. not just in the me, but in the we. So, um, you know, whether it's been professional help, um, I'm a big believer in in asking, knocking, seeking. But you've got to have the, the mentality that goes, I'm not going to isolate. Yeah, I, I was just thinking yeah. yesterday about the great prophet Elijah, who, yeah. by the way, God still honours, you know, it's him and Moses that meet mm. with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, mm. not Elijah. Mm. Um, so Elijah is the great man of God, mm. but he gets to a point where he's so worn out that he goes, God, I wish I was dead. Yeah, um, yeah, I felt and that. <laughs> and he isolates himself, though. It yeah. says that he fled for his life. And then he left his servant at Bathsheba and on he mm. goes all alone. Yeah. And I always think that if there's any great wisdom for any of us, what you've mm. just said is that you've actually got to build relationships so that there are people yes. around about you. Because yeah. you can't reach out for help for people to people you've never built relationship yeah. with. Yeah. They won't give you the best. Strangers are not where you need to go. Social media yeah. is not going to give you the answer. Oh. The Woman's Weekly or whatever isn't going to be yeah. it. What you've got to have is doing life a long time with people that get to know you and have your best interests in heart. Yeah, yeah, that's very mm. true. Um, I think... You know, I think I was fortunate as well that I developed some habits and some patterns and rhythms pre-social media. Yeah, well. You know, and I know that 
this, that's our reality now. Mm. But um, you didn't have that option. Yeah, right. Jumping on, <laughs> jumping online and seeing mm. what are they saying. All you had was your your friends, your family, your mm. local church, your. But I love the fact you know in, in the story of Job, in the beginning. Now they go a bit awry at the end. But it says this, that when Job loses absolutely everything, it says his mm. friends came and sat with him. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. They don't tell him. They're not trying to counsel oh, him. And feel the anointing on that. <laughs> they're, but they're just coming Beautiful. and going, we're here mm. for you. Mm. I thank God for all the people I've done life with yeah. because all of us are going to have a journey that's going to look a bit like yeah. that. Yeah. There'll be days when you are the world beater and you've got it all happening. Yeah. And then there's the days where you go, oh God. Yeah, yeah. And you what Take you, me home. what you re- yeah, <laughs> what you really need is you need people who are just going to sit with you and be yeah, there. Yeah, it's they're not necessarily let you stay in the mess, but they're going to yeah. be with you until you get out of the mess. Yeah. And Job's friends, and, despite all their silly arguments they mounted, the fact is they were there right to the end with yeah. him. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. And we're that for others too. Exactly. So it's totally. it, yeah. It's two-way. I always feel most sorry for people who don't go through the conflict test or the disappointment test. Mm. They get involved with the church. They get offended. They leave. They go to another one. They get offended. They leave. And I go, you're never going to get the richness. I don't have any relationship in my life that I treasure where I haven't had some conflict or some Mm. doubt or some misunderstandings. And you go... But on the other side of that is where the strength lies. Yeah. You know, you've got to build that, eh? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's right. So, Vicky, here we are after all these years of, well, they're just the most <laughs> tumultuous years oh, yeah. that I've ever known in my yeah. life. Yeah, And I feel like there's something fresh. I really do on the other side of it. Mm. Mm. Uh, that's why we're hosting next year the Easter Convention. We're calling it Deeper, Stronger. Yes. Uh, I feel that's what God wants to do for so many lives is take us deeper and make us stronger. Yes. And so we're having you and Pastor David Schaefer, both of you great friends of ours and been great friends of our Mm. church. And we're kind of taking a different tack rather than going, we're getting in a speaker, we're saying, no, we're going to get in someone who knows how to allow the Holy Spirit to touch lives. Mm. We've got Friday night at 7, Good Friday night, the 7th of April, and then Easter Saturday night at 7, and then we've got Sunday morning at 9.30, Sunday night Mm. at 5. And we're going to allow people that need to go to go, but then we're going to take time in that yeah. where we can just allow the presence of God yeah. to bring, you know what I mean? Some yeah. of I think we're in such a hurry, we're grabbing a touch yeah. where we need to grab a change. Yes. And I think that's what God wants to do mm. for people is, you know, not just to simply go, there you are, on you go, mm. but to go, can I yeah. take something from this yeah. that's going to be profound for my future? And yeah. So thank you for agreeing to do I, I Yeah, am, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so am I. It's going to be great. Mm. Do you have anything about that that you can give us a bit of a taste yeah. of what's going to come? Yeah, I, I think, you know, just in line with what you just said, you know, the you know, encounter, there, there just hasn't been like the um, – you know, the time, the space, yeah, you know, I the do. opportunity mm-hmm. for many years, mm-hmm. dare I say, a couple of decades, yeah. um, for that, for that, you know, and uh, it's 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 time. I agree, totally. It's time. People are hungry. Yep. There, I, I'm seeing it everywhere, to be honest, across right. Australia, and, and, and I'm hearing, I'm hearing other church leaders, 
saying, you know, it's we, we need more. We need to create mm. these spaces and um, an opportunity for people to wow. encounter God afresh. Wow. And uh, yeah, I'm, I, you know, you, we're, we're making the we're making the room. We're creating the space. He'll fill uh, it. He's going to fill it. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. I'll get you to pray for people in just a yeah. minute. But before we finish, thank you so much. I feel like the time's gone so fast and I've still got about 20 questions <laughs> percolating around that I wanted to ask you about. But thank you for oh. being thank you for being willing to be honest. Oh, thank you. Be vulnerable. <laughs> My pleasure. Yeah, no, no, I love it. I think that's what we all we all want and we all resonate with is mm. somebody goes, let me just tell you the way it is. You know, yeah. say thank you and thank yeah. your mum for us. Yes, shall do. Appreciate yeah. that. But just before we go, before I get Vicky to pray, because I know some of you will be hearing this and maybe you don't have the language for it. Maybe you're not aware of terms like the conviction of the Holy Spirit or the leading mm. of the Holy Spirit. All you know is like I did when I was 19 as well. And I remember being in, it was a Catholic charismatic conference. Oh, wow. At the University of Queensland. Dad asked me how I went there. I saw <laughs> I an ad know. in the paper. Wow. And I was not a Catholic. Whatever. But somehow or other... I felt like I was meant to go. I sat in the back row of this entire auditorium because I was a bit freaked out. And I don't remember, a bit similar to your story, I don't remember who the preachers were, and they're probably famous. Um, I remember the presence of God. Yeah. I remember feeling this and going, I was born for this. This is, this is it. Those words aren't even enough to describe yeah. it. It was like... It was like the whole world made sense in that moment, you know. Wow. And I remember realising without anyone telling me that you had to ask Jesus into your heart. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, so that's what I went and did. Not there, they didn't give you that invitation, but I went and did that like you did on the yeah. doorstep. Yeah. And that was the beginning for me again. It was a couple of months later. I got baptised in the Holy Spirit and my life completely yeah. changed. <laughs> Uh, in a phenomenal way and, again, a bit like yours. Not everyone understood that in my life, mm. but I thank God for mm. the people who were faithful yeah. in saying, can I help you say yes? Mm. I thank God for the people that gave the invitation because not in every space was that given. And well, My heart's prayer for every one of you is that if you don't know Jesus or even if those words don't really capture exactly the way you feel, but inside of you there's been this desire to know God or a longing for God and you perhaps didn't even know how to word that but Jesus wants to come into your life mm. he loves you desperately he wants to save you he wants you to know him he doesn't want to just take you to heaven when you die he wants to walk with you while you're on this earth so that heaven becomes the seamless transition of you walking with Jesus to an eternity with Jesus. And I would love to pray for you if you want to say yes to Jesus. If you want to say to him, Lord, come into my life. Up on the screen for you right now will come the yes text uh, where you can give your yes just by sending Y-E-S to the number on your screen, 0488-826-392. If you're outside of Australia or you just like to get our help via the way of email, then you go to yes.metrochurch.org.au. Of course, if you're with us on the metrochurch.online platform, there's a yes button there for you. It's even easier. And uh, whilst I may not know your name, um, God will know who you are. And then we would love the privilege of journeying with you and helping you. We'll send you every single day for 30 days 
a Bible verse different every day, of course, and a prayer different every day that'll help you just start to walk with God. And it, that'll be our absolute joy. It fits on one screen of a smartphone, by the way. It's not a lot to read. But I, the, I've spoken to people who've done this and I found out later on had said yes to Jesus. One girl, i never forget, she said to me, I felt like every day God was talking to me. And I thought, what a brilliant thing. Thank God for technology. So mm-hmm. can I pray for you for that? Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to ask Vicky just to pray for everyone. Yeah. Father, thank you for these beautiful ones that right now uh, mm. experience what Vicky spoke about. Just this awareness of you that maybe has been there from childhood. Mm. Maybe they've always known that you were there. You had to be there. Mm. And now they're at that point where they're saying, I'm going to say yes to Christ. And Jesus, I pray for them. Holy Spirit, would you help them? We're right now wherever they are. This will change their entire life. And I thank you for your great grace, your great love that's so immense and so amazing Mm. that you keep reaching out to us until we give you that entry point of invitation. So thank you for them. And I pray, God, that their future will continue to be one of walking with God Mm. in their daily life. In Jesus' Mm. name. Vicki, please pray. Yeah. Father, right now, I thank you for every person, Father, under the sound of my voice. And I just pray, Lord God, for I see you bringing clarity, Lord, to those who are confused right now in Jesus' name. I see you bringing refreshing to those who are weary. Lord, I see you bringing wisdom to those who are, Lord, standing at the crossroads. I see some, Father God, and they're really needing to know the right thing to do. And I thank you, Lord. They shall hear a voice behind them saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. I declare healing, Lord, to anyone watching right now who is in pain, who is suffering, who is afflicted. And God, I just thank you, Father, more than anything, that that each one, God, would somehow, Father, Lord, know you more see you more clearly Lord that there be a a revelation of something some aspect of you that they have not been aware of so Father God I thank you for blessing each one right now in Jesus name Amen Amen Amen. Thank you Vicky and I'm so looking forward to Easter Convention next month with you it's going to be awesome Hey you know you're always welcome here at Metro Church we'd love to see you Uh, God bless you thank you for being a part of my story.